Hey, how's it going, Champagne Sharks? Hope everyone's doing well. Just wanted to uh, do some quick house cleaning and let people know. Go to ChampagneSharks.com and you get access to all the links related to Champagne Sharks. You can go there and find it all. And you can find where we are on social media, our products, all that stuff. Also, Patreon benefits, which includes Discord server, book club night, movie night discussions, show notes, newsletter, and most importantly, bonus episodes. So definitely become a patron for $5 a month at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. And without further ado, here is the episode. Take care. We already we already have a uh, intro, so we don't have to go through all that. But if you would like to subscribe to the Champagne Sharks, please go to ChampagneSharks.com. Go to our Patreon. Go to the YouTube page. Yeah, just uh, if you Google Champagne Sharks, everything's going to come up because the name is so ambiguous. Like the, nobody uses that name. Ambiguous, ingenious, whatever, however yeah. you want to phrase it. I love it. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those brilliant things because now people can easily find us. You, yeah. There's no excuse. You can't say, well, I missed the link. Don't worry about it. You can just Google Champagne Sharks. And if you ask us, what does it mean? I have no fucking clue. So that's not. That's for T to figure out. But uh, <laughs> my name is my name is Kenny. Um, I'm here with Vita. What up? And uh, we were just talking about this. Uh, Dame Dash was on. I don't know if it was No Jumper or some podcast, and he's whining still. He's whining about Jay Z. <laughs> and then you know the funny thing I was thinking um, and I I told this to T. I said I think Dame. What happened is because people like Dame, those you know those narcissistic type people. I think that he envisioned that he would be where Jay is and Jay would always be the rapper Mm. and he would be advising Jay as this quote unquote mogul you know even though he tries to make it like we were all gonna be together at the same level I don't think he believes that because if he believed that then he just let the shit go you know what I'm saying but I think that he has an axe to grind with Jay-Z for whatever reason Um, and I think it has a lot to do with you know infidelity to Jay I guess Jay was with his ex-wife or I don't know if Damon that lady was married or whatever you know but I think it's that whole ego thing where he really did believe that he was going to be on top of the mountain and Jay would just be the rapper and it didn't turn out that way so he feels like he lost the game so he's trying to get back in the game it's almost like when you go to the park and you got your friends y'all play basketball against some other kids and you lose and these other kids want to get on and it's their turn to play and you don't want to leave the court you're like no man they cheated that was a foul no it wasn't bro the game's over you know what I'm saying? You got to wait your turn. But he don't want to wait his turn. He wants to keep cutting in line to get back in the game. And nobody wants to be bothered with him. Like, there's a whole generation of kids that have no idea who Dame Dash is. Well, why would they? I mean, if we exactly. be honest, like, and, uh, and on top of that, he shouldn't even need them to know mm-hmm. who his name. But for some reason, it's like, I think he's still kind of stuck on this old era that doesn't exist anymore. But he's trying to transition it to the Internet. Like 1997. This, yeah. And I, and I don't get me wrong. He The thing that's so fucked up about Dame though is he has so much talent he does have good ideas he he is creative i've seen him come put some shit i'm like yo this is actually a great idea but what happens with him is he i think he's so caught up in the show part of it he wants to be a showman he wants to talk shit to people he wants to get attention by doing the most he wants to do everything except his job right and like why do you need to be in front of the cameras that era is over like even you don't even see diddy in the camera like that no more not even in the same way right no exactly he don't just be it's not like that anymore. Like that era of the um, the the CEO of the record label being a, per, a quote unquote personality. Like those days are over. <laughs> right. Let it go. <laughs> Nobody wants to see you, you know? And, and yeah. <laughs> and at this point, it's not even really necessary. Like back then when there was no Internet. Yeah. You might want somebody to also be your showman. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now yeah, these yeah. kids are doing it themselves, or they have, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're uh, right. Be- or you're they right have their because, own little internet crews that are doing it for them. You know? Yeah, you're right because back in the day, it would be uh, the the that person that, like Dame or Diddy, they would have or Russell Simmons, they would have to present to us, oh, Daz Effects or right, uh, Chub Rock, well, whoever. You know, they got to present that to us. You know what I'm saying? So they're the ones that's got to go on and do the commercials, and you know, because back in the day. Used to have those commercials where a new album was coming out. I never forget the first when I first um, the Chronic was coming out. I was like ten when Chronic was coming out. There was a commercial, and a van pulled up, and it was playing a song. I forgot what song it was, but it's from the Chronic. I had never heard the song before, so the shit sounded like some out of this world stuff. So, but the van pulled up, and there was a bunch of smoke coming out the van, like they was in there smoking, hot boxing, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What is this?" You know what I mean? So they had to create a presentation for you to even know what this is and we still didn't understand what it was until it came out you know what i'm saying right and i think so i don't think you have to do that anymore you don't and i and i think dame is just kind of stuck also i think he just likes a lot of attention i think he's an egomaniac well that um, too yeah yeah it's like he wants people to praise him and give him credit the way that they give praise and credit to jay and yeah yeah yeah. and yeah, to yeah. be fair i do think jay gets more credit than he should probably get because we know he has had people that supported him and helped him get to where he is you know what i mean so it's not like i think jay-z really is the only like is like the only person who's ever been successful anywhere the difference is other people know how to just stay in a lane they do what they do yeah i mean you don't don't even see jay-z on tv like that really you see him on social media maybe in like someone else's video it's not because jay is not on social media so it's probably him in someone else's thing going on but you don't see jay on Good Morning America. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. He's MTV. Not, you don't see Jay nowhere. You know what I'm saying? press runs to promote shit, you know? No, no. Um, you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, not in the same way. You know, definitely not. Because even when 444 came out, a lot of the shit he released was on his own platform at the time mm-hmm. when, it, when it was his platform, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all those videos came out on Tidal, the ones with the little documentary stuff, all that yeah. was on Tidal. He didn't yeah, and I didn't have Tidal, so I couldn't even see it. I mean, I had Tidal, and I'm actually going to get rid of it because if you don't own it why do i even have it yes yeah exactly <laughs> like what's yeah. the point i only what's had it point? and then, honestly and just not to just complete well i will shit on title that whole thing where they're like you get better sound quality for if you pay a little bit more it's bullshit because it's the same quality that the other platforms already have for the regular price so yeah all that shit. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it was just yeah. yeah but um at any rate you're right. Like you don't see Jay, you don't see Diddy doing doing those same type of antics. And the thing is, Diddy used to do antics. He doesn't anymore. In no same way. He does other stuff. Now he tries mm-hmm. to he tries to position himself now as he's, being political. He's woke. Yeah, right. now he's woke now all of a sudden. Like nigga. And it, and notice it always changes. Like before he was like go Obama, then next thing you know, he's like, We didn't get anything from the Democrats and then remember because he was all about was it rock the vote? He was pushing that whole yep. was it rock the vote or whatever that shit was called. I might be mixing it up with MTV's thing, but whatever it was called. Um he was part of that whole little movement and they were pushing, pushing, pushing for Obama. And then um after he felt after after that wasn't the wave and black people were kind of feeling like yo what the fuck did we get now he's on that wave oh yeah we didn't get anything out of the democrats okay and then now he's on some pride thing like mm-hmm. I just, it's like he's on whatever the trend is he's a wave rider and he's no he's he's a businessman like this is the other thing people have to understand what they're looking at when they're looking at it you know and yeah, what yeah. i mean by that is these people are not really political they, oh no at all they don't have any real political perspective no they are either entertainers or marketers or both right so yeah, they would, have too much money to be involved in politics diddy is well his, well i'll say this they're involved in politics but not in the way they think 
people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So they're... They're influencers they, of politics. Right. And they're donating to people that are probably doing things that benefit them and not us. Right? Absolutely. So when we talk about these people, remember what we're talking about. I can appreciate what I do like from these people, but I know what I'm looking at. I know Diddy is an mm-hmm. entertainer and I know he's a businessman. So I know he's always marketing. It's all he does. He's a marketer. All day, every day, he's marketing, right? If I'm watching uh, Stephen A. Smith, I'm not looking at a sports reporter. I'm looking at a fucking entertainer. He's an entertainer. He has no yep. real politics. Yep. That's why he says whatever the fuck yep. he wants whenever he wants. He's just talking. What? Who is? He's allowed to. He is. A, he, he get up there, he cool whenever he get a fucking chance because mm-hmm. whoever's writing a check that's the direction he's going in right he's an entertainer Tommy Lauren the girl who does political takes the white girl she's not really political she's an entertainer yeah one day she's against vaccines the next day she's for vaccines well you know back in the day th- this wasn't a form of entertainment back in the day so right. today this is a form of entertainment you gotta remember back in the day if you were a talking head you were Sally Jesse Raphael Phil Donahue Oprah, that was as far as it went, Geraldo. And if you were on the crazy side, then you were like Morton Downey Jr. You know what I'm saying? But that was, and Morton Downey Jr. didn't come on to like 11 o'clock at night. I don't night. even know who that this is. This shit is on, <laughs> oh, that, that's the, that's, if you, everybody has seen the clip of Al Sharpton getting punched in the face by, um oh, what's that brother's name? Roy, Roy, um Roy Ennis. I've never seen that. It's, that's from the Morton Downey Jr. show. That show didn't come on to like 10 o'clock at night. Oh, wow. So back in the day, the salacious, uh, uh, garbage media that came on at nighttime. We wasn't even allowed to watch that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to whereas today it's on at one o'clock. Right. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, as salacious as it got was like watching the People's Court. That was that was as as raggedy as it got. Well, I think you know it what I mean? Started to really turn during that really remember that big wave of talk shows. Yeah, Maury, Ricky, uh, Jerry Springer, Ricky Lake, and Jenny. Yep. What's that? No, Jenny Jones, and there was a few yep. others that some came, some went. You know, I remember uh, being Montel in high school. And, yeah, I remember being in high school. They bringing in a TV in the lunchroom, and people was watching Jerry Springer. Oh, we used when I was in high school, we used to play Jerry Springer in class. <laughs> I'm not even joking. We we do we do no fucking work. People just mm-hmm. playing characters on Jerry Springer, and we play. And the kids who weren't participating were just we were the audience. We were laughing, you know. And that was the that was the the that was their that was entertainment and um like gossipies it was their way into quote-unquote hip-hop culture i think the difference between then and now too because with the internet it's it's mixed together like you knew when you were watching ricky lake or jenny jones that this was oh yeah you weren't yeah it wasn't like watching oprah where you might get actual information or you know right right it's it's, it's literally just oprah would would have a a pretty decent story on her show like it would be some it was always some serious you know right stuff even if it was fun stuff it wasn't it was very white housewife friendly you know yes absolutely Um, absolutely class housewife but i think now because people don't understand what they're looking at and it's all blended together like i'll give you a perfect example look at the news even newspapers people that papers that we've respected new york times la times chicago tribune all this Mm -hmm. other shit they do the weird gossipy headlines now Mm -hmm. they do the Mm -hmm. weird clickbaity tweets right Mm -hmm. um they put ridiculous headlines and when you click it it's some bullshit right so right it's that's become such a mixed um it's so it's become so blended together people don't know what's real and what's not you get what i'm right. saying like i don't we don't know these people like these celebrities they think because we interact with them on social media and we have more interaction with them than we ever have before with celebrities ever yeah 
Yeah. And don't get me wrong, celebrity fanfare has been around literally since forever, like always has existed. But with the internet, you now you think you have more access to them. The thing is, what you think you have access to is literally curated. They curate mm-hmm. what's this? What's that? Money bags. Yo gave his girlfriend a, a Bentley or some shit for her birthday. Oh yeah, all of that shit is curated. That's yeah. curated. You know, that's that. We don't even know if he paid for that shit. That could be a Bentley. Yeah, we, they could have gave it to him. He could Bentley be he ad could... for all we know. <laughs> it, that's what I was going to say because uh, uh, I don't think a lot of people understand this but a lot of car companies do that a lot of dealerships do that if they have a guy an NBA player someone coming through hey look we'll give you this car if you do this for us you know what I'm saying so Moneybag Yo where's Moneybag Yo from Memphis I, He's from I don't even either know Memphis or some, somewhere so I'm guessing somewhere down there they gave him the car like a lot of these entertainers, they have access to things without having to have money because they have so much influence. Right. Towards back in the day, it wasn't like that because one, there was no internet. You know what I'm saying? Two, you didn't hear about it unless you saw a commercial. You'd be sitting at home and hi, I'm or Magic you Johnson. Or you for... So they would do it via tabloids. Yeah, and nobody did that. And we and we knew not to believe the tabloids. When right. You, when you went to the grocery store and you get to the aisle to pay for your stuff. That's where the sun was. What was the other one? The Inquirer. Mm -hmm. Like all of those, like, uh, and they were so out with it. Like the Inquirer, the front, the front of it is Bat Boy is found in a cave. And under (laughs) that is Bill Clinton was abducted by aliens. You know what I'm saying? Like they would just tell you straight up, this is bullshit, but it was entertaining. Right. So you knew what was entertainment. But I think what celebrities used to do before, like they would use People magazine. So this is what they, this this was always been the case. I watch a lot of, like you guys know, I watch a lot of documentaries about old shit. And um, what was very common that people would do is the celebrity dating thing. A lot of people, a lot of people that you guys think are dating have never dated. They were literally put together for publicity. Some of them eventually started dating because they were put together for publicity (laughs) initially, right? Um, So what they would do is they would like to be seen and then the paparazzi come take a picture and yep. it'd be in people that's magazine all, that's all that's or all be in, orchestrated exactly now it's so orchestrated that people think people are really doing things in real time like they think this is a real thing um mm-hmm. it's all literally continuous ways to market to you you yeah. are looking even jay-z jay-z is also a marketer he's he's a brand yeah. beyonce is a brand i like both yeah. of those people i mean I, I, but I look at them for what they are they're entertainers you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they're brands. They know what they're doing. They're not... They, they, even they... This is how good they are. They even marketed a struggle in their relationship. They marketed that the <laughs> yeah, fuck did. out of really that did. shit. <laughs> and honestly, it was one of the most brilliant things I've seen artists do in show business. You know, two separate artists that are married coming together, you know, doing separate projects and then coming together for a project together to talk about their marriage. Now, the problem with it, the problem... And see, because this is the thing. I don't have a problem with artists doing this stuff because I know better. The problem is with it is you have these people who are fanatics of these people. Exactly. They live vicariously yes. through these people. And they think it's and real. You know what? We don't- and you know what? This this isn't new. This isn't new because you can remember, you old enough to remember, Michael Jackson, uh, Madonna, all these different people. Now, it was never in the hip hop culture. It was never hip hop culture because it wasn't, that wasn't. It, it was almost like in order to be involved in hip hop culture, not biting and not sweating somebody was important. Like you can't sweat someone. Buy the music, don't sweat them. You know, what I mean, it was a uh, a lot of rappers had songs uh, talking about how they can't stand groupies. You know what I'm saying? Ice Cube had a song talking about mm-hmm. groupies. Easy E says something about groupies. Uh, LL says something about groupies. So it wasn't cool to be a groupie, especially a male groupie. Right now, women that's different, but it was not cool to be a male groupie. Whereas nowadays you got these groupies out here, male groupies specifically, that are 
just going overboard with their love for either a basketball player or an artist, whether it's LeBron or Drake. And it's really weird. Like, it's really weird the depths that people will go. Because I can remember back in the day when, you know, Michael Jackson was at, he was the biggest star ever. You know what I'm saying? And Madonna, she was one of the biggest stars ever. You know what I'm saying? And you look at those, <laughs> the videos of Michael Jackson's concert, and people falling out, they just faint. Oh, they just out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or they crying or whatever. I get it. You know what I'm saying? But it was always, it would seem like there was a line that you just didn't cross. And what social media did was it bridged these two worlds together. Right. To the point where now, Jay-Z and Beyonce get into it supposedly. Right. You know. That's what I'm about to say that to And you. now you got these people on Twitter arguing about their situation, making it about them. Right. And, and, and on top of that, projecting their relationships and their traumas and their experiences onto them. We don't know those people. That's exactly Mm-mm. what I was going to get at. And you were absolutely right. It's that obsessive fandom, that fanaticism that gets people because they and they don't realize that they're in that zone. That's the crazy part. They don't even no. see it, which is what marketing is. Right. You're not supposed to really know that you're being marketed to. <laughs> but right, absolutely. That's why wrestling. But, that's why wrestling has worked for 50 years. Right. Exactly. And I was going to say, too, that, you know, we don't know Beyonce and Jay-Z. It was real no. easy for them to paint Jay-Z as the villain and Beyonce was the woman, the strong, scorned woman and all this stuff. Right. But we don't know what it's like to be married to Beyonce. Fuck no. <laughs> She's probably annoying as hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't know what it's like to be married to Jay-Z. <laughs> he probably don't wash his feet. We don't know. <laughs> Wait, how did you go there? Wait, Kenny, what? <laughs> I don't know. You know, dudes do raggedy shit when they're at home. You never know. <laughs> Jay so probably random. don't brush his teeth till 2 p.m. <laughs> I mean, but Breath hot. But that's facts, right? Beyonce probably yeah. fighting her sleep. Like, you know, you we don't know what it's like to be with these people. We don't know their relationships. We don't know their situations. We cannot project what our experiences are onto them. In fact, Wendy Williams herself just got caught up doing that shit with that black lady that be on TikTok and YouTube. Um, What's her name? A Tabitha Brown. Tabitha Brown. Uh-huh. And I don't know if you heard it. Did you hear about that? No. Okay, uh-uh. so I'm going to get you hit. Tabitha Brown was uh, did an announcement on her YouTube page saying that she was retiring her husband. Her husband was a LAPD cop for about 15 years. She said, you know, basically they um, were, she was he was going to retire so he could focus on his dream and he wants to coach kids. Okay. Coach basketball, I think it is. And so, but the thing is, they couldn't afford to do that while she was pursuing her acting career. So, but now that she's blown up and she's getting opportunities, they can afford for her to, um, for him to quit the LAPD and him to pursue his work of dream of becoming a coach for kids. So he does. So basically, does he doesn't have to worry about the benefits and all the things you get with being a a public service? They they got paper now. They basically they got money, right? And so Wendy Williams gets on her fucking show and she tries to tell Tabitha Brown like, "Don't do this because you know men can't do that. One day you're gonna he's gonna he's gonna resent you because um, you're making all the money and you know you all this all basically projecting her situation with her husband, yeah, or ex husband on to Tabitha Brown, which was which it was that's disrespectful. Disrespectful as hell. Disrespectful as fuck. And the thing that was so crazy is 
because Wendy didn't, I don't think she realized it. All she did was tell the whole world how much fucking pain she was in. She wasn't mm-hmm. telling us shit about Tabitha. This was her. It was her story, right? Tabitha had a brilliant response. I mean, she kept it on brand 100%. Really sweet and nice and said, you know, I pray that you find peace and I pray that you find love. (laughs) You know, she she, she stayed right on brand and she said, you know, and let me clarify for you. This is my husband's choice. He wanted to retire. I'm happy he's not going to be, you know, having to wear a bulletproof vest every day. I'm happy for that. And so, you know, but either way, it's their relationship. It's their business. Plenty of people have made their arrangements like, hey, honey, you'll do this and then we'll focus on that. Or you focus on how many people do. I know I know how many women I know literally right now who worked while their husband built their businesses and they had to basically take care of the household until that man's business got off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. People make those kind of arrangements all the time. But that's the that's the kind of arrangement they made. Privately in between each other. It wasn't meant to be on TV. Right. And it wasn't meant because this is the thing. She was just sharing, you, like, look at how look at how how we've been blessed to be able to accomplish absolutely. our goals. She showed like she showed like how she they wrote down their goals. This was their plan. It took a little bit longer than they planned, but they this was their goals was what they had been praying for. But she's for. talking to a different crowd of people. Right. See, exactly. the thing is, Tabitha Brown's talking to a different crowd of people. She's not talking to the Wendy Williams crowd. So when Wendy Williams takes that message and brings it to her crowd, now we're dealing with toxic people. Yep. We're dealing with raggedy people. Because Wendy Williams, for all intents and purposes, people don't know this, Wendy Williams has been raggedy for years. Like, this didn't just start. Oh, she's, she was raggedy in the 90s. She was the one that was telling everybody Tupac got raped in prison. Yeah, she is one of those gossip. She was one of the the one of the top gossip people in hip-hop radio. When that was popular in New York hip-hop, New York radio back in the day. New York is with messy. With Miss Jones and different people like that. New York is messy. It's a very... Yeah. Like, here, at LA radio is much more about comedy. Um, yeah. You know, we had, like, Big Boy in the morning. Um, I forgot who the other people were because I didn't listen to the other These section. are the fabulous Baker <laughs> Boys back in the yeah, day. Yeah, the Baker Boys. And, and we, we had a bunch of people. You know, we had Theo. We had, yeah. we had, hell, we had Lala before she went to New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. she was good. I actually liked Lala before she left because she was, she was one of the people who I thought thought did good on the radio. And, yeah. um, but it wasn't a bunch of just, you know, gossipy drama type shit. Yeah, because New York is with Star and Buck Wild and they right. exposing rappers who. This that happened. This happened, or in it, most of the time it'd be a straight lie. Right. You know what I'm saying? They was running around saying Prodigy was gay, and then it was uh, that she's the one that said that Met the Man's wife had cancer, which was true. But Met the Man didn't want that information getting out. First of all, people don't you know like their medical information announced. If they didn't announce it yeah. themselves, who are you to fucking announce it? You know yeah, what she I mean? Just, she's just a scandalous, horrible. I, person. I don't even tell people I know. If somebody tells me, "Hey, I'm dealing with this sickness." I don't even tell other friends about it unless they tell them. Yeah, yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Because it's not, I wouldn't want people telling people my medical business and then to announce yeah, it on the fucking not. radio. And I think Methy was, so, what Meth was super mad about also was all her family didn't even know. And now yeah, they find out yeah. about it that way. They didn't give they yeah. didn't give her a chance to, you know, put herself together to, to tell her own family this. And here you are announcing it. Because it's right. with that messy shit to me is part of the reason why I think Dame is like how he is. I think that's just kind of like that culture. That's that mm-hmm. era just being messy. I think they're messy now, but I think that's the thing. They've translated that from the 90s to now. Wendy yeah. parlayed that into a television career, you know? And I'm not picking on just Wendy. That's what that whole genre is. They do gossip. Yeah, yeah. That's what they do. My issue, though, is when you're using your platform to 
put down people. She's Tabitha Brown's an internet personality. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's yeah. and I'm sure she's blowing up in other ways, but she's predominantly her audience. Like her audience is not the same as Wendy's audience. Tabitha's Absolutely audience yeah. is a bunch of positive vegans and people who just like to hear her say yeah. nice stuff. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Wendy Williams. People listen to her because they want to hear the salacious gossip. The problem I have yeah. is when Wendy and other, other gossip people they allude to things or they say things that have not been confirmed, and now people are running with it like it's fact. And right. then people are trying to use it as examples for real life shit. And you're like, you don't even know if this shit is real. I've seen right. multiple right. times you've, I've seen that happen, you know? So- and that's what and that's what's ha- and that's what the internet did when it started bridging this gap between real real life celebrities, real life people, and regular people, just average Joes. Because now you can you can get a a, a bird's eye view into what these people do every day. And that's yep. the reason why I love Kendrick. Kendrick is not on social media. He mind his business. So, so when people was going around, I think it was that academics dudes, and he was saying, "We oh, I just found him. And it was a picture of Kendrick with some kid. Kendrick ain't been missing. Right. He he conducts his life the way celebrities did in the 90s and in the 80s. You didn't see Michael Jackson just on TV all the time. Right. Really, if you think about it, you know what I'm saying? And outside of seeing Michael Jackson videos, or if there was an interview with him, you did not see Michael Jackson. You didn't see Prince. You didn't see, I didn't even know when I was a kid, I could only imagine what certain rappers looked like. I didn't know what they looked like. And then when I saw what Eric B and Rakim looked like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's how I thought they looked. I was, you know what I'm saying? I was thinking about like in the 60s and 70s, but especially like the 60s, even 50s. You didn't even know what artists looked like until they no. went to the show or they came out on TV. And if they came out on TV, they were performing. Yes. They weren't doing, you know, they weren't in it for gossipy shit. They were performing. No. They had to sing. They had to do whatever. So when you look at the celebrities today that are engaging in that type of bullshit behavior, that just goes to show you that they don't have a lot of talent. That's a good point. And they need attention. The, the only way they can stay up with things is by staying relevant. It has nothing to do with the craft. That's how they I have feel to stay about, relevant. That's how I feel about Lil Nas X. I was just about to say Lil Nas X. That's exactly how I feel about him. Because I, I think his star is fading and they're doing whatever they can to keep him out there. I Absolutely. I think that's part of what, I mean, that's what labels do now because that's part of the whole 360 deal is that that's kind of their responsibility yeah. now. Um, yeah. And I'm, and then, which before they weren't even doing that. Before they were just giving people these deals and then people were doing their own work, <laughs> doing getting their own yeah, deals. Yeah, you had to do your own work. Yeah, yeah. And, then, yeah. and then the label was just taking cuts, you know. But now yep. the labels are pretty much doing the work because they don't want to lose the money that they can get from that art. So Lil Nas X is doing a bunch of extra shit. Like, I I don't even look at his shit because I feel like he does shit to get attention. And I don't like people who do shock value things. Beg for attention, yeah. For the sake of doing shock value things. I'm okay with shock value if there's meaning to it, right? Like, there's an right. actual point. Like, you know, I'm really making a point about this really serious issue. I'm really making a point about whatever it is. But when you're just doing shock value shit to be disgusting or to get attention or to get talked about, I have a problem with that. Yeah, and that's sincere. what he does. Like I even like I question a lot of shit about him, but I don't think he's sincere. And, and I think it's real fucked up because I think there are really talented people who are actually you know um, good at what they do who aren't getting the attention that they deserve because yeah. we're focused on a bunch of drama and nonsense and shock value shit. See, and that's the thing is like, at, and at the end of the day, you don't never really you're never really gonna get to get to see who the really talented people are. Like Tyler the Creator is talented. The dude is talented, but the extra stuff that goes along with that, I'm like, dude, you don't even have to do all of this. Right. Like you, you first of all, you too old. Right. I don't even know what you've he's been around because he's been around for. I think Tyler's been around since he was like 22. He's 30 now, and you're still doing stuff that you when you were 22. Yeah. See, I don't. What is what does what Nas call it? Your second childhood. <laughs> yep. 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 That's exactly I, what it is. I I think it's 
And, it is, and, and not to just pick on celebrities. I mean, people do it all the time. Look at social media, right? Like, we were talking about this earlier, too. Like, people ask ridiculous, childish-ass questions about relationships. As grown people. As These grown are grown people. I was in a Facebook group. I forgot which group it was, but it basically, uh, I forgot. But anyway, every time I'm, every time I see something from that group, it's always some shit like some real childish shit. Like, you know, who should pay for what on a date? Yeah. You know, like how old are we? Like at this point in your dating life, you guys should be past that. I just, I just honestly feel like we should be past that. Should. Um, on top of that, well, Ricky Smiley asking, why don't women like nice guys? You know, and people are actually engaging yeah. in this conversation. I'm just thinking to myself, how old are we? Why are we? And it's it's sad when I'm seeing people that I'm 40 and I'm seeing people my age that have these conversations every single day. And this is the reason why, you know, I'm not on Twitter anymore. You don't really see it on Instagram because you can filter out. There's ways for you to filter out what you see on Instagram. Like I don't follow the shade room and uh, world star and all that bullshit and all those other makeshift pages like those. Mm. I don't have nothing to do with those, but I do see older people, you know what I'm saying, still behaving and thinking like 18-year-olds. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I don't get it. And I think I think uh I think it was Mario Ortiz that Chuck D talked about this about how hip hop has allowed older dudes to remain teenagers, to remain in their um there's nothing wrong with being youthful, but you're not a youth anymore. I think you know the, what I'm saying? I, There's a lot of rappers who are youthful, but I, they're not youth. I think a good chunk of it. Well, let's be to be fair, hip hop is like the newest genre, right? That's like the, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, newest yeah. music genre we genre we have. So it's not yeah. as old as some of the other genres, right? Um, like rock and roll, right? Right. Um, so we we're only just now really beginning to see older artists even existing still, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Alive. <laughs> so, we're like, it was before, we, there was no internet, so you didn't know what the fuck these artists were doing if they were still around. If they weren't dropping no music, you didn't know nothing about them, you know? You didn't know nothing about them, um, right. But now we're seeing artists who are older still making music and dropping music. And I think, right. and, and we have more access to it. But the problem is, People still consider hip hop a youth genre. It's still right. considered a young person's genre. And I don't think we get to, I don't think we've aged in hip hop the way that we should. There should be mature hip hop. We should have classic tours. Like, you know, Rolling yeah. Stones goes on tour or whoever. Oh, it's going to sell out Wembley Stadium. I'm, and Mick Jagger is 238 years old. Listen, I remember when Steely Dan, they weren't even the biggest yeah. group of the 70s, right? Steely yeah. Dan yeah. was on tour going to the big stadiums at Staples Center and shit before oh, yeah. the died, right? Well, that's a, but it's a cold culture thing and I, I hate to say it like this but in that culture which is majority white and i don't know why this is but they respect their classic artists more than a lot of people in our black and brown cultures do as much as we want to you know hip-hop is like this this is how it is and this is unfortunate hip-hop is like that toy that kids play with and then they put it down and they don't want it and then another kid picks it up and then the kid gets mad yeah I that's what hip-hop is because when a white person comes in like whether it's eminem or whoever you know what i'm saying uh, what's a kid named jack jack harlow whatever his name is I don't know. whatever when these these new white kids come in and they rap it and some of them is nice you know and then it's always oh but he ain't even that good and be like why not man ain't no white boy going da, 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 da. wait a minute hold on bro you don't even care about hip-hop <laughs> How do I know you don't care about hip hop? Because if Ice Cube goes on a tour right now, y'all gonna say, man, everybody trying to hear that old shit. So you don't even care about hip hop. Yeah. So don't get mad when someone else picks the toy up and starts using it when you are you are picking and choosing when to care about hip hop. Well, all, and that's why it's the way it is. Also, people just like to complain because my thing is this. Yeah, I don't know who Jack Harlow is. I never listened to him. Yeah, I don't tell you shit about him. He might be good. He might not be. I personally don't give a fuck. You know, but. 
if you're if you're a person who's that hung up on you know who's rapping the purity of hip hop, yeah. What are you promoting? One thing I can say that I I can I'm very proud of that I did. Maybe it didn't blow up the way I wanted it to, but when I felt like, for example, when I felt like uh, hip hop media was falling off, you know what I did? I started my own publication because mm-hmm. I felt like a lot of topics that need to be covered in hip hop weren't getting covered, and they weren't. You know, there was a lot of work that artists were doing in their neighborhoods and their communities. None of the complexes or the H- uh, hip hop DXs were covering it. But they don't care about that shit. They don't they care, don't like you said. They don't. No. They don't actually care about hip pop i've no i've always because i probably because of how i grew up in hip-hop and who really was a part of my circle in hip-hop i've always looked at hip-hop as very cultural right it's something that well, if you come into hip-hop through and i don't like this term but if you come into hit through, through hip-hop through backpack hip-hop you're gonna come in at the ground level yeah and it means something different yeah it just means so if you want those people if you if you one of those people that that when MF Doom and Matt when Matt Villain came out and you because there was so many people that they was like I don't get it you know what I mean I'm not saying that you're not an astute hip hop historian or an astute astute uh, a student of the game because you don't understand Matt Villain or you don't understand Far Side or you don't understand Elzai and and all that I'm not saying that what I am saying is it, it's a certain type of person that gets involved in hip hop because. You didn't come through it through mainstream media. Yeah. You didn't come in through it through what's being played on the radio or what you saw exactly. on MTV. Or you're coming through it where you actually got to go buy this stuff. You actually got to go and buy the tape or the CD or the record. And that's the only way you're going to hear because you're not going to hear it on the radio. And the only people you could talk to about it were other people who did the same thing. That were like that. You exactly. Know? And, cause, and you're absolutely right. And I grew up like that, you know. Um, yeah, me too. And yeah. also, you know, my parents my mom especially but both my parents you know they listen to hip-hop sometimes but both my mom right. especially my dad didn't really but he had certain things he liked like he liked ll cool j right, right so right, I, I know right. a lot of ll cool j songs but right, like right. um but my mom she just always was playing like every she played my mom honestly my mother literally one of the, one of those people who literally plays everything every like that's how my mom and not is, yeah. and i don't mean top 40 i mean album cuts no. of like she yeah, have like the yeah. eagles album cut and shit right yeah um, yeah culture club and shit exactly. like that but like um growing up hip hop was just such a part of my life and then when I got you know started going to school and meeting more people and I've joined a very strong activist community in fact before I even did that I when I was in high school my ninth grade there was a there was these stone bleachers and there was this crew crew of guys that would just in a stand in a circle doing a cypher they just be freestyling like the whole yeah. lunch period and I would just yeah. get my lunch sit right next to where, where they so I could just hear them and I would listen to them and they, I would hear the names that they would mention oh they mentioned uh, Gangstar I didn't grow up listening to Gangstar from LA right so, right right right, so, right 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 but they listened to Gangstar and they listened to Wu-Tang okay let me check out Wu-Tang like I had to I, I really got into it by learning from the people who were on the ground ciphering you know what I mean those were the people that I grew up listening to hip hop with uh, then I joined the activist community. That's when I learned more about underground hip hop. Yeah. I'm with you. I don't like the term backpacker because it has multiple connotations. And depending on where you're at and where you're from, they mean different things. Like in LA, backpack backpacker isn't necessarily a bad thing. It just right, it just right. means you're a part of like the underground scene. underground community. Yeah, yeah. like uh, like Project Bloat or the Good Life. Uh, stuff like that right. which there's, right. there's a, a documentary on Netflix I think it's on Netflix by Ava DuVernay from The Good Life? yeah it's called uh, yeah it's, about, it's called We Are This Is The Good Life that's what it's called This Is The Good Life oh nice yes yeah, it's, 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 it's her, literally her very first film she's ever done so it's <laughs> I heard about The Good Life when I was up here in Portland I knew about The Good yeah, Life yeah The Good Life was huge out here right? Yeah. Um, especially in the underground scene in fact most people don't know this is, this is how you know people who don't care about hip hop they don't know shit like I'm about to tell you 
So if you need this is in the documentary, but this is shit I also knew from just being in the circles out here. But a lot of the artists we listen to that are big took a lot of things from the Good Life, the Good Life Cafe Absolutely. and Project Blow. One of those people is Ice Cube. Yeah. <laughs> um, and which is, I don't think anybody's mad at it, but they didn't get a lot of credit. There were other artists. The whole, even the concept around weed and and music that was started by what was his name Ganja K, I think was his name, right? So there, so that was yeah. here. That, that was not a thing before Project Blow. I mean, before the Good Life. Um, and then after that, you had the Cypress Hills talking about weed and all this other shit, right? Um, right. So, but people, but see, when you're a part of that type of environment and you grow up hearing these stories or, you know, you start to, you know, join these spaces and you, like you say, enter on the ground floor, your appreciation for hip hop, whether it's mainstream or not, is very different than people who only get introduced to it on the radio. Now, there are people who get introduced to it on the radio and then say, oh, this shit is so dope. And then they get put on to other stuff and then they start digging. Those people too. (laughs) Those people, I would still consider them to be people who got it on the ground floor, but people who only only listen to what comes on the radio or whatever is popular. I don't think they have the same appreciation because they don't know the architect of it. They don't know the bones. Well, that's the reason why it. music is it can be here today and gone tomorrow. So Facts. a person like Lil Nas X, who's his, uh, uh, what was it, Old Town Road? That song came out in what, 2019? I don't even fucking know. I- 2020, maybe early 2020. Well, now it's over. <laughs> you know, someone like Doja Cat, she did the Moose song. Well, now it's over. You know, the only it, the, who's going to be the last pe- person standing of this new generation? I mean, because the idea of having a 10-year career, and as much as people say, don't nobody want to hear no old stuff, well, you can learn some from old people because Ice Cube's got almost 40 years of longevity in hip-hop. Right. LL Cool J's longer than that. LL Cool J came out in 1985. Ice-T. He was 16 years old. Ice-T, La- longer than that. Queen Latifah. She's later. Yeah. Well, actually, Queen Latifah, same time as LL, actually. So she's same time as LL. Yeah. yeah. Queen Latifah's got to be... I love Queen Latifah. If she's not 50, she's got to be at least... And you know, what's funny about Queen Latifah is... I don't think she gets they, enough credit um, either. Because she people don't well, remember how big she was at one point. Oh, my God. She was like, huge. Queen Latifah was the was huge <laughs> on the same level as guys. Like, right. she was she was big. And she was one and of you know, the first the funny to get that is, big. Hopefully, she does some more... Hip, she doesn't really do hip hop interviews, but I know Nori talks about this. Queen Latifah's a hood motherfucker. Yeah, like she's that persona you see on TV, the new one. She knows the game, <laughs> but the, he talks about how they start drinking and Queen Latifah talk, start talking trash. Like, but she's been around. Like, right. you have to people like her. Or I look at people like her. Like, I look at Heavy D, Big Daddy Kane. Like when I was a kid, those were the first videos I ever saw. Ladies first, mm-hmm. uh, microphone fiend. Harris one Easy E NWA, Too Short. That's the first stuff I saw. I want, like, you hear it, but you didn't see it. I want to say know? Queen Latifah was probably the first female rapper I remember ever listening to. I yeah. remember MC Light being around, but I, yep. but I yep. feel like she was a little bit older. I don't know. I, I just, but I do remember the first time I, I seen... I think Queen Latifah was more, she was more... Um, she was so pro... Because at that time she when she came out... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. At that time, when that came out, it was Public Enemy and yeah. X-Clan. Towards MC Light was more like a street MC. Yes, yes. That's very true. You know, she's more like an MC yeah, I, towards Queen Latifah's an artist. I only knew like one MC Light song, and that was only because I had a cousin that would play Light as a rock all the time. Mm-hmm, and it's a great mm-hmm, song, by the mm-hmm. way. That's actually one of my mm-hmm, favorite songs. Mm-hmm. But um, 
Queen Latifah was somebody like one of the first women I've ever seen. Like I remember looking up to in hip hop. Like literally the first yeah. person. She I thought she was beautiful. I just thought off top she was just a beautiful person. Yeah. And I, I loved her outfit. She had that you know her little the, the kufi thing. <laughs> yep. Yep. And she yep. and you know I grew up in a household. My you know my parents were like kind of militant. I was talking about Africa and all this shit. And had me watching Public Enemy videos, all that kind of shit. Yeah. So, the, so and Queen Latifah is the one. If you know she doesn't get a lot of credit, but she's the one that birthed. Naughty by Nature, mm. Red Man. I didn't even know that. A lot of that because they're all from New Jersey. Jersey. And she was uh. the first one to get on. She got on first. Then everybody else came later. See, you know what I'm saying? So that whole flavor unit, if you look at flavor oh, unit, yeah. that's all Queen Latifah. You know what's interesting? I, I, I'm i not mad at Queen Latifah's transition into whatever she's doing now. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, although I still hate that movie In the House. I will always hate that movie. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I, was, I was hurt. I'm going to let you guys know I was so hurt by that movie. I've forgiven her yeah. since then. But, you know, at the time I was so hurt. But uh, That was her transition into the mainstream. Oh my God, I'm so mad about that. The Set It Off didn't do it. It was In the, the House. The Set It Off was her best role she's ever played. It was. She it was. killed the fuck out of that shit. In fact, she made the movie to be honest with you. Because um, she was crazy. Cleo was a fucking nut. Mm-hmm. Um, but she doesn't get enough credit to me in hip hop and in hip hop culture. Like even if we talk about living single, right? Oh yeah. Living yeah, single yeah, had yeah. rappers on that show. You know oh, what I yeah, mean? And they, yeah. they didn't hide what I liked about that show, it was super it wasn't corny where it was like no. Look at, you know, it wasn't It was believable. Yeah, it was like believable. You had different types of people. You have the girl, the girls who from the projects but it's bougie, you know, tries to be bougie. Yep. You got your, yep. your cousin who from from a from some podunk place. Bum fuck Egypt. <laughs> yeah. And she and she's completely naive <laughs> and oblivious to shit, right? Yep. And she's living in New York now. Right. You got your home girl who's extra go hard, has ish, hates men or has issues with men, always about herself and working but busts her fucking ass mm-hmm. and is a top-notch lawyer, career, you know. Yeah, very Accomplished. Very accomplished, and you have this woman who's a entrepreneur trying to build something for herself. Yeah, it's, it's falling apart, but she's putting it together, and then she's yeah. you know you're bringing in heavy D, you're bringing in all these other. You know what I'm saying? It was yep. just, yep. it was for me. It was like that's that's hip hop. That's hip hop. The reason why it seemed without, it seemed believable, being, but, but wait, without being a stereotypical corny show, but hip hop show, right? Exactly, exactly. I think it was believable for the simple fact that at that time, I think so many people like I knew. So I, at that time, I was like 15. So my sisters were older than me. They're like 19, 20. They all had their own apartment, but they all had roommates. Mm, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Right. And I don't know what was going on in their house because I wasn't going over their house like that. But I could imagine as black women growing up in these urban communities, in the inner city, whatever you want to, whatever cliche term, the hood. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You struggling. And then you got the brothers who live upstairs. Right. They doing their thing. And it, and they knew each other. Because like, back then, your community was a little bit different. And I'm not from New York, but I can guess. If we had T on, I'm sure T could even uh, agree that back then, New York was a more close-knit when it came to black folks. When it came to the, the Bahamians and the Jamaicans. And yeah. It, it was more close-knit. So where you knew your neighbor and y'all could have these conversations and go through these things as compared to now where everybody's spread out everywhere. Even in L.A., everybody's right. spread out. And people don't talk to their you know neighbors, you know, like, no, I had to make, no. the only reason I even talked to my neighbor is because I was, you know, I wanted to split the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but that's that's my homie now. But, uh, you know, like, it, it's, in general, though, people don't talk to their neighbors. People don't. No. Like my mom. No, they don't do that no more. You know what I'm saying? So it, 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 it was believable. I mean, even Martin's show, even though it was a straight up comedy 
It was believable. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because back then, like, that's just the way you interacted with your friends. That's the way you talked. So, of course, today, they would cancel culture and all of that. They would be saying crazy stuff. But back in them days, that's just how people talk to each other. So, when you're looking at hip-hop, and, and just to go back to what we were saying, you know, when you become, and I don't know, I could be wrong, but once you become 30, 35, I would imagine that you would be trying to do different things with your life and with your conversations. Because I, agree. I believe... When you put these type of conversations out into the into the universe, and I'm not trying to get on some fucking hotep shit, but when you put these conversations out into the universe, that shit is weird energy. It's like really weird to see somebody who's, well, first of all, regardless of their age, but on Twitter, I know majority of people on Twitter is at least at least 23 years old. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you, the only thing you have to talk about is these same toxic conversations. Like you already got the answer. So why are you still having this conversation? You had your you had your uh, 15 minutes of fame where the thread went to 300 comments and people arguing back and forth and you made another comment. Oh, I'm, I'm muting this. We already know. OK, nigga, damn. OK, but so why are you doing it again? Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't have nothing else to talk about, which that says a lot about this culture right now. You know what I'm saying? We really don't. A lot of people don't really have shit to talk about. They have absolutely nothing going on in their life that they are proud of, that they've accomplished, or that they look to accomplish. They're just sitting still. And that's what the internet does. The internet allows you to sit still like a treadmill and go nowhere fast. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people are stuck looking at what people are doing instead of doing shit. Yeah. Like we're yeah. you're looking at other people do shit, but you're not starting your own shit. You're just looking yeah. at everybody else. And then you're going to try to find a way to live through that shit. That's exactly what it is, you know? And even people that I don't fuck with, I can at least say that they do that they do shit, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I see people who amp up all types of shit. I'll, I'll give a perfect example. You have people who are activists. I don't fuck with a lot of these people, you know, but they I can say that they're doing shit, right? Then you have the people who admire those people, share all their stuff, will defend them to the death, but they don't do shit. But they, they want to talk nothing. shit to you when you disagree yeah. with the people that they've admired, right? So the difference between me and a lot of these other folks is I do shit on the record. You can hit up yeah. Patrice Colors your damn self if you don't believe me, right? Right, so, right. So, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not one of those people who's like, you know, if I'm, if I'm critiquing a movement or if I have an opinion about something, I'm not one of those people who's not doing shit. So people who are not doing shit assume other people not doing shit. Oh, absolutely. So they get mad at you. Or, you know, she's doing this and this person's doing that. You mad at me because I'm critiquing what this person's doing, not even knowing who the fuck you're talking to. I'm not that right. person. And not just me, anybody. Like people who are not doing shit will defend hard people who are doing shit, even if those people are doing things that are harmful. Right, right. Because they like them. Exactly. That's really what it boils down to with a lot of this stuff. I, well, I like this person, so I don't want you, you know, whether it be a rapper or entertainer or an activist. Well, I like this person. You know, we've seen that with Ferguson when a lot of those people that came out of Ferguson was just saying crazy stuff about certain people. And it was like, what the fuck? Y'all going to allow this? Like, this this needs to be called out. Well, I like that person. And that other person, it turns into a blame game. Yeah. Well, he said this. And, okay, but you're the one that's getting all the attention, so you need to be the bigger person. If somebody that got zero followers called you a piece of shit, I mean, it, well, who cares? You know what I'm saying? If you're really out here doing the work and really want to do something for the people, why are you engaging in this toxic? You're really letting us know who you are. Yeah. Because now you're going on a crusade about black men, straight black men, <laughs> and all this other kind of stuff. Now we really know who you're, and that's where they fucked up. That's where a lot of those activists fucked up because they let their own whatever the fuck is going on in their life get in the way of them actually doing the work. Yes. And I, you know what I'm saying? They, I think they make people celebrities. 
Absolutely. You know, like celebrities to me should be entertainers. They should not be other things. No, they it, shouldn't be activists. That's for damn sure. Activists should not be a celebrity. You know what I mean? No. Um, to me, a teacher should not be a celebrity. You should just be doing your no. fucking job. Well, you shouldn't have enough time to be a damn celebrity <laughs> any of you, anyway if you're an activist. But the, who are you if you're if you're a celebrity? But you know, I want to go back to the, what I was saying though about people being entertainers and not what we think they are. I'll give you a perfect example, and this is not a diss to him. He is a scientist, but Neil deGrasse Tyson is now an entertainer. He has an yeah. agent. He has yeah. an agent. He has to say things that garner certain types of attention. That's yeah. what he does now. Yeah, I've noticed him saying a lot of goofy shit, too. I mean, and this is the thing. Once people start, once I start seeing people on TV, then I know they're entertainers. Yeah. Once I see them pop up everywhere, they're always being introduced on something. Because you only get into those certain spots if you have an agent that gets you in those spots. Yeah, you're not getting on Joe Rogan unless you have an agent. Right, exactly. Or, you know, a lot of other things. Unless you're, you know, unless it's like a local news show that just wants to highlight you, for the most part, you have to have an agent, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So, pe- so people are become entertainers. They're no longer, I don't look at, Neil deGrasse Tyson, yeah, he's a, ty- he's a scientist by trade, of course. He's went to school for it. But now he's an entertainer. Um, yeah. Who else? I can think of most people, but for some reason I'm drawing a blank. But in general, people that you, people you think are reporters aren't <coughs> reporters. They're entertainers. They don't. What you're going to get now, because this is the problem with Neil deGrasse Tyson being a, uh, an entertainer. Now I got to hear his opinion on shit that he don't know nothing about. Exactly. Why is he giving... Now I got to hear him talk about dating. I don't fucking care what Neil deGrasse Tyson says about dating. He's, an he's an like astro- 70. He's an astrophysicist. And he's an astrophysicist. And he's married to a white woman, so... There you go. <laughs> you really- I really don't want to hear nothing you got to say, bro. <laughs> or he was. I don't know if he still is, but he was. I'm sure he still is. But, yeah, so, like, you know, he's an astrophysicist. I don't need to hear his opinion on other shit. It's, it's really not necessary. And I think that's the problem. We make people celebrities, and people have learned that they can parlay anything into celebrity, right? You yeah. can turn almost... Chefs are celebrities, which is fine. I don't have a problem with chefs being celebrities. <laughs> I like food. All you do is cut meat, bro. Right. I like food, but you be <laughs> People parlay that into being a celebrity. Gordon Ramsay is now a celebrity. He ain't really a yeah, chef no more. That man posted a video of some macaroni and cheese at his restaurant. That shit looked like soup. The shit was garbage. Ugh. It was, it looked like fucking soup. You need a fucking spoon to eat that shit. That shit was garbage. Ugh, that's gross. Now, I'm not saying I never had Chef Ramsay's food. I ain't gonna say he can't cook, but clearly he's a he's a celebrity. Now. Even that, even the Salt Bay dude. I heard his restaurants are horrible. I've heard that too. The other thing is like you know, and it is what it is. These people are celebrities now. They're not thinking about their restaurants. Gordon Ramsay got like I don't know how many TV shows now. I just seen another one. He he got Hell's Kitchen and Twenty Four Hour to Hell and Back and. <laughs> he, got, he in hell that's where you going to hell I mean he got all I do is his whole brand is just yelling at people and cussing people out it's like what I was saying about Kevin Samuels he's an entertainer he ain't no guru he ain't no, no. nobody listen to for dating advice and not just him I ain't gonna pick on him Derek Jackson same thing yeah, all Simone, of them all of those dudes are entertainers these, all, these are all entertainers these are not people who are trying to help you yeah nobody's listening to B. Simone about anything like uh, but people no. but I don't even know honestly I never even heard of her two people was talking shit about her so i right I, right, I, right i didn't even right. know who she was but she apparently has a big following and she's an entertainer when i started seeing her videos she's just yelling all the time okay fine that's her brand that's what people like but know that she's, she does yell her, all the time but her job is not to help you her job is to entertain you kevin samuel's job is not to help you his job is to entertain you right 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 uh all these people now i'm not just picking on those two people but all of them you know these people are not here to help you give you information they're not here to tell you the truth they're not here to you know support you they're here to entertain you and the question is are you entertained and can you leave it at that when you start making these people they can't but when you start making these people your heroes 
Yeah. Jay Z, Beyonce, Kevin Samuels, B Simone. I said Simone B before. Okay, B Simone. <laughs> whatever this, <laughs> whatever her name is. You know, all these are entertainers. These are not gods. These are not your heroes. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't know you. Yeah, if they money get low, they are not about to be entertaining you anymore. They're gonna get their bag doing something else. They're gonna jump onto another wave. Yep. That's not, uh, Anything that'll get them paid. And that's what they do. And and I'm listen. That's even if it, even it's saying some stuff that you ain't gonna like. And and it's the thing. They're doing their job. Are you doing yours? That's really what it yeah. is. Their job is to entertain. That's what they decide to do with their lives. That's what they're doing. I might not like what they do. I might not like everything that they say. I might not even approve of the shit that they, you know, push. Doesn't fucking matter. They doing their job. Are you yeah. doing yours? I'm doing mine. Kenny doing his. Are you doing yours? So people talk yeah. on the internet praising and celeb- celebrating people and looking at these people like they're their heroes, like they're their gods. And you're not able to look at what they do as entertainment. And you start to believe like, like the, yeah. this make-believe world that doesn't actually exist. You know, you know, it's funny. You know, it's funny. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I find it funny that how, you know how um, whenever something is happening and uh, whether it's COVID or whatever, people always make these conspiracies. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I don't think people really understand that there doesn't need to be a conspiracy. You'll create the conspiracy for yourself. That's so true. Because you believe, because you believe all this other shit anyway. You believe all this other stuff is real. You believe everything B. Simone says is real. You believe Jay-Z and Beyonce's relationship is supposed to be like, or well, your relationship is going to be like theirs. You believe that you're going to be Sierra and Russell Wilson. You believe that you could beat LeBron James in basketball because you don't like him. All these different kind of things. But then these other things you have these conspiracies for. The conspiracy is you. Yo, that's a real ass point. Like, real shit. They don't need to. What I'm saying is they don't need to create conspiracies anymore because people are so locked into the internet they create tv channels are are cooked because people are on the internet more than anything so they don't need to convince you that something is real or fake or aliens or whatever the fuck because you're you've already made it up and put it on the internet and you believe it already is this the conspiracy came from your own mind right and that's unfortunate no that's facts though and i think um a lot of times well I'll, i'll be fair i'll be a little bit fair sometimes these things are through the suggestion of these crazy ass headlines that we see, right? Oh well, yeah. That then there's that. So, but so uh, that's just me being fair. But I'm 100 percent um ag- in agreement with what you're saying because people create these conspiracies in their imaginations based off of misinformation. This absolutely, you know what I mean? And like, and the thing that's crazy is shit that be real. They don't believe that shit. They believe the bullshit. But the shit that's right. real, I'll give you an example. Everybody was uh. Upset, not upset. Everybody was appraising. Uh, what's that guy's name? Who, whoever, whichever one of the Migos was dating Sweetie. I forget which yeah, one. Yeah. Was it Quavo? That's the only name I. Whichever one. It's the only name I actually know. Um, plug one, plug two, and Quavo. I don't know. Plug one. That's that's uh. That's De La Soul. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Quavo or Takeoff. That's the other one. Takeoff, right? Or Offset. Yeah. Anyway, so. He, I guess, bought her a bag or expensive bag. Remember that was all over about like how men, he cares, he clearly loves her. He cares about her and all this other shit, right? And they really invest in this idea that this is a real relationship and these are real people. This is really how a relationship should operate. And they create these stories in yeah. the, about these celebrities. And then when it turns out that's not what was going on, it was actually a really fucked up, unhealthy situation. Everybody doesn't want, nobody wants to believe that. Like, what, right. what is going on here? You want to believe the bullshit, but you want to somehow believe that somehow this other fantasy was real? I don't understand that. None of that shit Well, it's just real. like the, it's like the um, Meg the Stallion and Tory Lanez. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was able to find a way to make it about them. Oh, my God. Isn't that the truth? Isn't and for that the all truth? we know, 
And I'm just playing devil's advocate. What if it never happened? I don't even know what happened to the rest of the story. We don't even know what happened. We still don't, to this day, don't know what happened. But what if it never happened? Now, we spent, I ain't going to say we because I didn't. And I know you didn't. Nobody in the Champagne Sharks did. But people spent weeks upon weeks exposing their own whatever the <laughs> fuck they got going on in their own minds and their own personal lives and using Meg Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez as the vehicle to send that they shit down the road. Oh my God. And this and this true. vehicle was red hot and rolling. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, damn, dude. That's when I started recognizing our I already have been saying it and people know that I feel this way that the internet the internet is the devil. But I, I at that point I was like, yeah, bro, we're done. Like they can they could uh, aliens could nigga besiege the earth right now and we would never know because we're on the internet. We wouldn't believe it until it got on the internet. You wouldn't go outside, you would go outside and see the aliens. You'd be like, well I don't know what that is and go back in the house. <laughs> Hey, did anybody else see this on Twitter? And then when someone else confirms it, then you would believe it. Like, that's that's where we're at now. It's like, it's just really weird how people have taken their lives and put it in the middle. They take everything that they believe in, everything that they st- stand for or stood for, and everything that they love or hate, and they've put it all on the internet, and they look for a vehicle to put it in. Okay, we're LeBron James. No, no, I can't put it in that vehicle. Beyonce and Jay-Z. Well, I am single. I got two kids. My baby daddy's ain't shit. One is in prison. Yeah, I'll use that vehicle. You know what I'm saying? So, and then they start living vicariously through these things. And it's like, man, you don't understand how much time you're wasting. The time you could be, you wasting doing this, you could be spending to make the relationship with your kids better or the relationship between your kids and the kid's father or the kid's mother, make that better or just be a better damn person. But you don't care about being a better person because you want attention and you'll take it any way you can. Right. Even if you throwing your own self under the damn bus, because when you because when you expose all your information online like that and you throw yourself and you you actually expose yourself and and make everything about you, you're exposing yourself. You just don't realize it. But, and, so now and, we know you're crazy and you're not exposing what you think you're exposing. No, That's you're not. The other thing like you're not. Expo- oh, man, there's so many examples there. In fact, I just seen this girl. It's kind of different, but this girl was trying to shame another girl for her, the, her looks. And because the girl was getting a lot of praise for her picture and the others, other, these are both, mind you, these are both black women. Of course it is. And the other, this black woman sees this girl getting all this praise for her picture and getting a lot of retweets. And people are like, why are y'all, she's like, why are y'all hyping her up, basically? And I'm like, yeah. Basically, trying to say, why do you care? Listen, exactly. So she thinks she's revealing and like, oh, people are just, she's thinks in her mind, she's showing everybody else. Like, look, Twitter just be gassing people up and not realizing what she's showing, what she's literally just telling everybody is that she's insecure. Why do you give yeah. a fuck who's getting praised on the timeline? Why do you care? Why do you want somebody to not be praised? Why do you want somebody right. else to feel bad about themselves? And she kept trying because to. Because you feel bad about yourself. And that's exactly it. And, I, and she, she eventually deleted it after people lit her up. Because it was just like, what was the point of that? This woman wasn't bothering yeah. nobody. She posted her picture. People liked it. And you got in your feelings about her picture. To the point where you yeah. feel like she doesn't, she is not deserving of praise because you don't like how she looks. Right. Why is she? Because of your personal insecurity, because you think people have to look a certain way to get praise. You're going to put that on her or because you can't get the attention that she's getting. Right. That's really what it so is. your first I your first I'm thing is you and I don't get the attention right. that you get. Right. It, it, you didn't say, well, you know what? Let me post pictures of myself and see what see what happens. You know, right. no, you immediately went to attack her somebody you don't even know. But you went to attack her because you felt like she shouldn't get something that she's getting that right there is the dictionary description of a player hater. 
And you know what's Somebody funny? Somebody mad because you got something that you want or you can't get. You know what's funny? She, I think she started off her thing with, I'm not a hater, but... There you are. In fact, I think I might even have the screenshot. That's the, car, that's the dictionary description of what a player hater is. Oh. When, when, when the term came out in the Bay Area in the 80s, that's what they were talking about. You're mad because I got something that you want or you can't get. This is what she said. The girl posted her picture, and the girl is not a, a unattractive girl at all. At least not. I don't think right. so. Um, right. I mean, and the uh, the girl who responded says, "Boy, ain't no way y'all hyping this up." And she has like a little rolling eye face. I'm not a hater, but y'all wild. I'm not a hater. You literally just hated, and then said you're not a hater. Yeah. That's like that's like the new thing. I'm not a hater, but no. If you have to say but, you're a hater. That means you're a hater. Exactly. And she did that. That was the only way she could get attention. Well, how can I get attention? I'll just hate on it. Mm, that's a good. That's point. the only way they can get attention. And that's what social media is, specifically Twitter. That's what it is. This you know she, what I'm saying? She, you either going to ride the wave on something or hate it. And then she said um, later, she was like, well, everybody, I don't have to think she's cute. Everybody not going to think you're cute. Everybody don't think I'm cute. And I'm like, OK. But the point was, why are you going out of your way to say she's not and she shouldn't right. be getting praise? That's the conversation. Again, it's not about your fucking opinion. Nobody gives a fuck about your opinion. The question yeah. is, why are you trying to humiliate somebody? Why do you yeah. hate yourself so much? That you think it's better to be so... How are you so angry and so hateful that you right. think it's better to humiliate somebody instead of just making yourself feel better? Post, like you yeah. said, post your own pictures. Or or just keep scrolling. You know what I do sometimes if I see like the people I follow, one of these beautiful girls post their pictures, and I have maybe I have a selfie on my phone that I like. You know what I do? I post it. Yeah. And then people, if they like my picture, they do. Get your own attention. Get my own attention. If, I, if that's what I want, that's it's what enough I want. It's enough attention out here for everybody. Listen, attention is like money. It's enough of it out here for everybody. Exactly. And you don't need a whole bunch. I, I, might, no. I might only get three likes on my picture. I don't give a fuck. Three people like my picture. I liked it too. All four right. of us like my picture. We good. That's enough. <laughs> that's enough. How, much, how much attention do you really need? <laughs> how much more do I need? Right. Good, man. You fucking greedy motherfucker. Right. And I think, and I, and I like seeing people's pictures. I don't care what you look like because I like to see that you're real people. Right. You know, right. I think. Um, that's the other thing about people who argue who argue with me on the internet. I start, I'm, I'm trying to argue less with people who don't have pictures because you are clearly on here pretending to be something that you're probably Absolutely. not. And yeah. and I I don't have that fear. It's, I even brought that up to somebody once, and they were like, "Well, what did what did you get out of posting your picture?" I said, "Well, I got a job." I said, "I, <laughs> I said I, I said Champagne Sharks had to know I was real before they hit me up." <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. so well, that's how that's what happens when you have pictures up. people know who that you're an actual real person. We would, I would never approach you about being on a podcast if you had a anime <laughs> anime shit up there. I'd be like, OK, whatever. You, you got some good points. You got some good tweets. But I, for all I know, this could be a weirdo. Anybody. Right. Could be a weirdo. A white person for all we know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It could have been anybody. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But that's 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 my thing. So it's oh, posting pictures helps us see who you are. If people like what you, like what you post, people are going to like what you post and that's okay being hater because somebody is getting attention is really just shows how insecure you are and yeah. it makes you like a like a like a trash person and even if yeah, you it makes are, you a horrible and person and it, off top and the girl wasn't even an, an unattractive person she wasn't an ugly girl but now she looks unattractive yeah. because she's bullying other people on the internet or trying and then to. that and what that does is that brings other people in to agree with her yeah i think she whacked too and blah 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 well, that's and it's, exactly and it's what just, happened too i saw i, I saw know. niggas talking about yeah i don't know what they're talking about i'm like why why are y'all gathering together to shame this person you didn't even know this post existed until i you saw her hating on it <laughs> exactly because that's what they you know two thing niggas do they wake up on twitter they wake up and they lie and they wake up on hate and hate on other people 
Man, that you know what that, I'm saying? That shit is old. It's played out. That lion shit is real though. That's like the real. Oh shit. man. I, I, <laughs> people will believe anything. I, it was funny. A lot of those people just be copy and pasting the same tweets, and you can't even. People still don't know if that shit is fake. Yeah. Like, Hell yeah. So many stories are just beyond ridiculous. Like it don't even make sense. They just lie. They just lie about any. I'm like, dude. Like, like I said before, you have nothing going on in your life to the point to where all you can do is hate on people and lie all day. What does that say about the state of? This culture, this environment, this community, like what is going on? Now, I'm not going to uh, paint the whole culture and community like that because lo and behold, people don't realize there is a very small percentage of people, specifically black people, that are even on Twitter. Like it's a very small percentage of people. Right. But it's just the simple fact that because Twitter is so popular, thanks to people like Donald Trump and all this other kind of shit, now your tweets can get seen by certain types of people. You know so it's now it's 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 like public, kind of like Clubhouse is now. Clubhouse is now this place where it's a very small percentage of people there. But at the end of the day, because it's popular and it's worth a lot of money on the stock market or whatever the hell they're doing, the, or the investors or whatever it is, now all of a sudden it can it's made it mainstream. So this small percentage of people have made it to the mainstream and it's changing the way we see things whether it be in entertainment, because we now, because of all the SJWs and the weirdos, we got to watch their movies. They always suck, but now they're getting bags thrown at them so they can make these whack-ass movies. That's now, this is a very small population of people on social media that have influenced entertainment towards now we have to watch these garbage-ass movies like Terminator Dark Fate, you know what I'm saying? And all these other different uh, Lovecraft countries. Oh and they're not God. even making it. They're, it. It's not... Making they it. They just canceled Lovecraft. Lovecraft did right? one season. Yeah. Yeah. So with all of this going on, so that's where they're, it's all influencer stuff. So now they're able to influence people to either do what they say, because a lot of it is victim bullying. So they're going to influence you to do what they want you to do, which they don't even know what they want you to do. They just want attention. You know, and then they'll say, OK, we'll give you a job as a writer. You ain't never wrote shit. So now all of a sudden <laughs> you on a team of writers trying to put out a movie. And then we see the movie like, man, this is garbage. And now you mad at us. Like, the, I remember, <laughs> I wish T was here. I remember uh, the one one of the people that like Lovecraft and they was telling T, well, you just don't understand black sci-fi. Well, apparently nobody else does either because it only did one season. I hate people say dumb shit like that. Well, you just don't understand black sci-fi. Well, yeah. if that's the case, then maybe you guys should do a better job of introducing it to people. Yeah, because clearly nobody else understood it. Right. Just because you like to read, um, what's that one lady's name? She makes all those black sci-fi books. All the black nerds like her. Olivia, Octavia Butler. Octavia Butler. Just because you like Octavia Butler and you have your own weird politics and shit that you be spewing on the internet doesn't mean that 30 million other people want to see it. Because when you put a show out, you're relying on at least 30 million people to watch it. Right. And You can't even get that? And the reality, though, is that a lot of people are just, they just suck. I'm actually really disappointed. I found out that Lena Waithe is executive producing along with Kevin Hart. I don't mind Kevin Hart as much, but Lena Waithe, I do, are producing a Dick Gregory documentary or have produced oh, it. Oh, yeah, I won't, I won't be watching it. I love Dick Gregory. I'm not saying I agree with everything he said because he says some nutty shit too. No, Dick, yeah, Dick Gregory said some wild. <laughs> he says some nutty shit too. But he, yeah. <laughs> but he won. I've 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 worked with him. I've met him. He's very funny. He was very funny. He was very nice. Funny enough, yeah, people yeah. don't realize he was actually really a nice guy. Very nice. Yeah. He just keep he just make it plain, and, and it sounds like he's being angry, but he's just making it plain. But it's, what's even funnier is he'll tell jokes that way, and you don't know it's a yeah. joke until after you think about it, and or he look at you like, why the fuck you ain't laughing? 
oh shit, this nigga right. joking. So <laughs> sometimes you don't always know. But uh, rest yeah. in peace. But yeah, I I I loved it, Gregory. I'll probably still watch it because I I loved it, Gregory. But I'm really disappointed that Lena Waithe is involved at all. And I'm pretty sure there's gonna be some bullshit in there because she does that. Um, because she's a piece of garbage. Like, and I told that story before about a guy that I know. Uh, he's actually my um one of my best friends that I went to college with. It's her best friend. He's a writer, lives in L.A. And Lena Waithe and Issa Rae and all of them, they all were friends. And then as soon as they got on, all the black people had to go away because they got on with the white folks. And they kind of, yeah, it's just really, I mean, it's Hollywood. I believe that. It's Hollywood shit. I believe yeah, that. Yeah, it's Hollywood shit. Listen, yeah. I'm going to say, that's, I believe that because that's so typical. That's just kind of yeah. how Hollywood works. You complain about how Hollywood is racist and white people this, that, and the third. And you got your team of black people. But when the white folks come calling, you shake the black folks. Because it is a brand. Right. And I'm not saying these people don't like being black or I don't think Lena li- likes being black or loves black people no, even a little bit. At all. I, even a little. I don't think at all. But I I can't say the same about Issa I, Rae. I don't know. But I only I, only heard about her specifically. Right. Issa, I, I, I would... I would like to believe that she loves black people. You know what I mean? Um, but as far as Lena, I don't believe that at all. Only because of other shit that I know she's written and I've, uh, like, Master of None or certain things on yeah. there. Her character. I'm just like, why would you even be a part? Like, it, it was multiple things. I don't think she even loves black people like that. But um, maybe some do. But I do have a problem with these people constantly putting out this brand of blackness. Like, blackness has become a brand. And yeah. that's why nobody's afraid. Nobody's upset about the, oh, look, we have black movies on, is it, I think it's Netflix, I have a black movie section, or Hulu has, like, a black movie Yeah, nobody section. cares. And, you know, nobody's mad about it because people are getting money. You know, they get, yeah. Netflix don't have no, uh, Yelp has a whole section on black-owned businesses. When the whole BLM shit was popping off uh, last year, they had uh, black-owned businesses sections on Yelp, right? Yeah. So you could find black businesses, which actually, by the way, was a great list. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> but but my point is that, you know, they have these are these are now brands. They blackness is a brand. Oh, I can now promote Yelp. Now I can promote Netflix. Now I can promote because I have all this black shit on here. I say what else has some ABC had like a was that the soul of black soul of a nation? Yep. Yep. All that corny shit. Yep. And I never like those shits. I never like any of those mainstream specials on black anything. They're always corny and bad and focused and on assimilation. And they always get the wrong black people. They, they get, no, they get the right black people for their message of assimilation. That's really all it is. It's all about how do we assimilate more into whiteness? White people, why don't you love us? Look at how great we are. That's that's pretty much all it is. Exactly what that's, it is. That's, that's all it is. It's like, why don't you love me? There's a documentary on there. Uh, it's called... They've got to have us. It's a. F- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard about oh, that. Oh, my God. It is so bad. And it's fucked up because you want to get through it because there's so many great interviews on there. But it's like a bunch of just coonerific statements all throughout that thing. It's just, it was sad. Like Harry Belafonte, like I try to have so much respect for him because he does do shit. He's the person that does shit. But Harry Belafonte is, he, he loves white women. Like he loves white people. I, I don't get it. Like, He's uh, like there's a, he describes a movie that he's in with some white woman. It was like the first time a white woman and a black man drank juice together or something. And I don't know. It was like a lot. And of, they chose him. A lot of sexual tension. It was like one of his early movies or something. I don't know. It was really weird. And honestly, the whole movie was fucking racist. So I was really confused on why they thought this shit was good. Right. Um, 
But it is like a you know a fifties sixties movie or some shit. So it's an old movie. Yeah, and he was he was he was he was popping back then. And plus, he's really you know he's light skinned dude. He was handsome guy. That. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know him, Sidney Portier. They had the you know dignified uh, yep. black man. You they know. wasn't going against the grain. They wasn't doing nothing too pro black. Right. They just what they so that that was that was one of the other dupes I think we've had as a black community. The respectability politics thing. It's like oh well we don't want to see stereotypes. Yeah, we don't want to see stereotypes. We also don't want to see black people we also don't want to see white people in black skin you know what i mean that's what i was about to say because it turned into we don't want to be stereotyped to well i'm just going to be a black person that really is a white person exactly how do we how do we look more acceptable to the white mainstream audience right and i again i don't like the stereotypes either but you know living single wasn't stereotypical but i still felt no. it still felt black as fuck yeah i mean it was so black that they stole the idea and made friends <laughs> right it was too black they had to make a white it was version too black. yeah right so i think it doesn't have to be stereotypical to be black and I think that's where I get annoyed is that we've been duped into believing that in order for it to be black it has to be stereotypical and if it's not stereotypical you gotta be real niggerish or it's gotta be really white exactly like they whitewash the fuck out of our characters and our stories or the, but they'll insert a little funny shit that they got off Twitter I noticed that too right 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 right. I told you everything is based on Twitter these days like they always have to crowbar some type of headline through Twitter like, I don't know why that is. And what it leads me to believe is that you're just not very creative. You're not very talented because if you're relying on shit from social media, because I always look at it like this, like when you are creating something that's coming from your imagination, it should never come from, I guess sometimes some things will come from your personal experience, but I guess that's why they make biographies or whatever, or, or, or um, what do they call those? Uh, what do they call those? Uh, biographical oh, movies biopics. or whatever. Like biopics. Biopic. There you go. But I don't think that when you're creating something, it should be so it, so personal to whereas now we can see that you don't like black men. You know what I'm saying? Like lean away. We can see that whatever it is that you got going on, we can see that you have a problem. Like uh, what's the one brother's I, name? I, I, from, I'm going to be real. Uh, Empire. I'm going to be real. I don't think Lena Waithe likes black people at all. I don't think she, she don't like black people at all. But what's the one dude's name from Empire? Uh, Jamal, Jesse Smollett. No, no, no. no the director. <laughs> Oli, the creator. Oli Daniels. Lee Daniels, same thing with him. We can tell you don't like black people. Like this isn't just your imagination. This is what you think. This isn't imaginative. This isn't writing from your imagination. This is just, right. you know what? I don't like black people. So put this in there. Right. You know what I'm saying? I can't stand black women. So that's what precious is. You know, this is what I feel about black women. This is what you feel. This is your imagination. And that's the thing, like his hate. But it's so it's so weird because I feel like we can call all this shit out and then you'll have all these allegedly pro-black people who will defend it. Absolutely. Yes. You know, that's a, yep. I call them the Oprah crowd. You know, Oprah, yep. Oprah is great at marketing her blackness to white people. Yep. Um, even like yep. that soul, they show that, that thing she does because um, they had like a church sort of church service. It had all the black singers there, and Patty LaBelle oh, yeah. got up. All the whinings and everybody yeah, was there. But Patty LaBelle got up and turned that shit out. But anyway, um, I, I fucking love Patty. She does those, she does those like things. Like, look at the black gospel thing. I think it was like a gospel brunch or something she did. Yeah, I don't know. And she always does this thing where it's like this black. You no, know, she had a black male awards show or something. What? She don't even like black men. black dads or something. She's the one that made fucking color purple. Do we need to rehash that shit? I mean, well, she didn't make it, but I was she was. Wasn't that Steven Spielberg, which is even worse? No, that was Alice Walker. No, the, the but I think well, yeah, Steven Spielberg directed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The movie, yeah, yeah, Alice the book, Walker, yeah. the book was Alice Walker, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, either way, my whole thing was just like I feel like Oprah, she learned how to market blackness to white people, and I and don't I I don't think people 
see it that way. Because I, I call it the Oprahs, the Obamas type of thing. That that type of Negro. Um, we we I don't want to call them new blacks because they're usually older. Um, but they have this um, obsession with respectability politics, assimilation, being able to be accepted by white people, and marketing our culture to be accepted by white people. Look at how beautiful our culture is. Why do you need them to know how beautiful your culture is? They know how beautiful it is. You know how they know? Because they've been making money off of it for the past. Well, I was just about to say, I don't know why you keep trying to tell them anywhere. They don't give a fuck. They don't. (laughs) As long as they can make money off you, they don't care. Yeah, they don't care because they're just looking for a way to turn it into some dollars. I mean, they do it with hip hop. They did it with jazz. They do it and they're going to bastardize it, prostitute it out. And then when it's all over with, we stuck with our lip poked out. Tell me, man, why y'all do this? Why didn't y'all stop? Man, why didn't y'all stop them from doing this to BET? Stop it. Man, I'm, first of all, I'm, fuck BT. I'm actually mad at them right now. Because um, I'm trying to get my footage from when I was in high school, and they acting funny. They talk, These motherfuckers email me talking about all the footage for their shows are available on streaming outlets or, like, you know, Apple Store or whatever, Amazon. And I'm just like, first of all, what Teen Summit is not on fucking Amazon. Like you're No, it's not. Right. It's Teen Summit has been is buried in the BT fucking warehouse in Washington DC somewhere. It's exactly what it is because the thing, <laughs> and the thing that pisses me off though is shows like Teen Summit. That's those like BT if they really want to revive their image, which they I don't think they do. I think they just They don't. They don't I think care. they're being run by a white person now anyway. But um, you know, they should be uplift. They should be unearthing a lot of those old shows. Because people will still look, people still like those things. MTV, you always find some old MTV clip on the internet. Why are we not seeing a bunch of Teen Summit clips online? You ain't seen not one. They should be re- they should rerunning them so people can see what people were like. That was a really important show. That was a big show. Why? Why? That should be available online for people to watch. You know. I haven't seen a clip of Teen Summit since Teen Summit went off the air. Exactly. And there were other black shows that were on there that weren't just music shows. Oh yeah, even the even the interviews that they used to do with artists. Oh, way better. Interviews. And, and they would do they would do interviews with not so well known artists. Exactly. You know, there's a really good interview they would, they from would Video break Soul. Artists. They would break black artists. Yeah. 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 There was a there's an interview that Donnie Simpson did with Phyllis Hyman. Oh from like, yes, I've seen it. It's from back in the day, and you hear what she's saying. Like, and Phyllis Hyman passed away. She committed suicide. That was ooh, it's very sad. Eighty nine, ninety, something it's like that. So, so the interviews so from like eighty eight or something like that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of people out there that influenced other artists that they don't get that recognition. And when you hear the interview, like Donnie Simpson was and uh, what's name Sherry Sherry um oh what's that lady's name Sherry Sherry I'm gonna say Sherry Carter. I don't, I don't remember. From BET. I just remember Donnie Simpson. I don't remember Sherry. Yeah, they did damn good interviews. They'd have funk artists on there. Bootsy Collins. They would have rappers on there. They'd have R&B artists young on there. Artists. Like it, it, Young people. Yeah. Yeah, young people. They weren't discriminative. Like, they weren't discri- They wouldn't discriminate like, um, what's the name from uh, Soul Train? He didn't like hip-hop at all. Oh. Uh, Don Cornelius. Yeah. He had to give up on that eventually. Yeah, he did. Because <laughs> he wasn't going to watch his shit without putting rappers on there. But at any rate, yeah, I I feel like there's there's still I feel like there's still an opportunity for black media. I just don't think it's going to happen on network TV. I think it has to be something done completely separate and online. I, I just I don't see I don't see network TV being able to do it because I, I don't even I don't even see Spike Lee being able to get him back in the game and bring that back. Well, I don't even think he's, I don't even think know. he on the same shit. I think he yeah I don't I, I don't think either. he got old and conservative. That's what I believe. Yep. You know. Yep. Yeah, which is, old and bougie. Which I always think is sad. You know who I like to fuck with? I like people who get more radical as they get older. Those are the people I yeah. fuck with. People like Dick Gregory. That's exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> D 
Dick Gregory, you know, Kwame Ture, you know, these as they, like they started saying shit, you know, even as they were older and even even wilder shit. Or this is what people might consider wild. I don't think the shit's wild. No, I just but, I look at it as like it's straight, make it plain, straight to the point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If it's not your cup of tea and you're afraid of it, then you know if you're scared, go to church. Facts. You know what I'm saying? But nah, but, uh-uh, no. Nah. But that's but but some people they just they oh, I, I think there is an opportunity though. I think that could happen. I would like to see that happen. I'm trying my best to make that happen for my damn self because because I think there's so many stories that don't get told. I have a whole TV show idea. I don't know what I did. I hope I emailed it to myself because it was a great idea. Because I was thinking about like why don't we have shows like historic? One of the ways people learn history and or or mislearn or uh, what's the word I'm looking for or miseducated on history is through television and movies, right? Like we watch, you know, you, you watch Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, or Little House in the prairie growing up or you know white people watch that shit and they think that was really what life was like right um and they and they and they don't really share information but you but you at least have a visual or a picture of a, of an era at the very least right we don't have anything for black people that tells a black story of a black town you know what i mean why don't why don't what why, you know how many there were a lot of black towns I'm, I'm even learning that there were even more black towns that existed than i knew about and they were all wealthy and they were all thriving but some were doing pretty damn good or at least they were growing yeah to but we in back. the era where the only stories we want to hear about is the quote-unquote black wall street of this black town or but there's the black town that white folks blew up and burnt down but that's that's the only thing that's and, marketing and, and, right that's, and that's my problem too I don't want so this is my idea I'm, t- I'm saying it on here because I'm hoping somebody steals it because I, I don't care if you steal it I just want to see it but I would love to see a black t- a movie or not a movie a TV show a TV series about a black town that's being built in the process of being built and talking about like and have the different storylines you know the wealthy black family who kind of runs shit with their stuck up daughter who's you know tre- you know, right, 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 you right, know right, right, the right. guy you know the, the, the working class family the school teacher who's trying to build a school in the neighborhood you know you know, it, and it, what was happening during the Great Migration, right? Like, tell those kind of stories when those towns are being built. People are leaving the South, building towns in the Midwest, or building towns in, in the North, in the West. We have a town here in California called Allenstown that was built here, right? So there were, all these black towns were being built and growing at the time. They weren't centered on white people. And that's the other thing. We don't need a story that's centered on how racist white people are. That can be an ancillary part of the story because that's that's what existed. But what about the story, the the, the drama in between lovers or people trying to build their businesses or like there's there's so many stories that we can tell. But we tell the same old because time. I guarantee you, a lot of black people back then didn't give a fuck about white people. They did not give a damn what white they people were doing. They weren't trying to be. But people don't understand. And I, the more I've been reading about segregation i'm sorry the desegregation movement a lot of black people were against desegregation very much against it and they were against it not just rich black people rich rich black elites were against it but it wasn't even just them it was also black people who lived in black towns that's why zora neale hurst hurst got um zora neale hurston got blackballed because of that she was from uh eatonville florida eatonville florida was like the first black town ever built she had she didn't even understand why motherfuckers wanted to be with white people yeah she said she said she said tell me this i said i would have no problem with integration but tell me 
how it would be how how is that helpful when what our kids really needed the resources our kids would be doing just fine if they just had the resources they don't need to be white people to do that and i thought that was a good point and but she got blackballed you know but the, because the harlem renaissance folks was on the other shit because they were in the north and they were they were in harlem and harlem people don't know this um, as black as harlem was as far as living a lot of the businesses and a lot of the big places there a lot of places weren't black owned a lot of the properties were actually white owned there was actually towns in brooklyn that had more black owned businesses and black owned a prop property ownership than Harlem did like the cotton club. I learned later in life recently, probably in the past few years that the cotton club didn't allow black people to uh, go. They could perform. In fact, it was all black performers and all the audience was white, but they talked. Yeah. You couldn't be black and be there as a, as a patron, but listen how they talk about the cotton club, even black people from history. I like old interviews with Lena Horne or um, various other people, you know, how black people talk about Gregory Hines, you know, how people talk about the cotton club. Like this was this great thing for black people. And really they were being used by white people. You even see it. You even see it in the movie Hoodlum with Lawrence Fishburne mm. when he plays Bumpy Johnson. He goes to the Cotton Club and there's black people performing and the white people, when he come in with his gang, the white folks look at him like he's out of his fucking mind. Right, exactly. And that's, but that's, that, that was what was happening in the North and so they were just all about the integration shit. But in Florida, they wasn't for that shit. They was like, what are you talking about? We don't want to be around these white folks. We just want our schools to be funded. We don't want to integrate. We just want to, we just want, we pay all these fucking taxes. We don't want to integrate. We just want to participate. Exactly. We pay taxes for the public pool, but our kids can't go to the public pool. We pay taxes for the park, but we can't drink the water fountains at the park. We, we have to, you know what I'm saying? We pay taxes for all this shit. And you know what's funny? Al Sharpton even mentioned that. And funny, I don't fuck with him, but that was something he said a while ago. He says, you know what's funny? So when we started the movement, it had nothing to do with uh, integration. We just wanted the stuff we paid taxes for to be integrated. And when you look at history, that's exactly what it was. All those people were like, oh, we want money for our schools. We're paying taxes. Why can't our schools get funded? They And guess what they said? We're paying taxes for something we can't use. Right. Right. So, but we're not told that type of story. We don't even have the type of conversations that we're given everything from a very white supremacist perspective, you know? Um, but that's why I'm saying we should, we, we, I think we could create a network online with those kind of, you know, because it doesn't cost as much money as it did in the past, if we're being honest. Because it doesn't cost us nearly as much. It's so much cheaper to record. Like we're recording this podcast. There was years ago, this was not a thing. I, when I was no, no, at all. When I was doing radio, you had to book a studio if you wanted to record a podcast. In fact, there was no podcast when I first started doing this shit. There was no such thing, right? Right, um, right. So you know, a lot of this shit is is easier and cheaper now. You don't have to book hours in a studio to be able to record now. You know, or, or try to, or hopefully a radio station lets you record <laughs> in their station. You know, but. Now we have so many opportunities to create something else. That's what I'm focused on. I know that's what we're doing here at Champagne Sharks, but I want other people to do that. We don't have to be, first of all, I don't like sci-fi, so I'm not going to watch a black sci-fi story, but I do like black biopics. I do like, but I like biopics that aren't told. This, I don't want the same stories told and told in the same way, right? Um, let's talk about, there's all this history that we have we've never even been exposed to or talked about or heard of and that exists right now in books easily and somebody can write a movie about that shit, but they don't want to write movies about that. They want to write movies about bullshit or tell the same story or insert black people into white stories. Right, right. And um, on that note, I got to go to the doctor. So <laughs> if you want to, we can um, pause this and we can uh, finish this episode when I get back. Oh, no, we can just close. You want to do that? Let's just close it out. Okay, it's well, an hour and a half um, already, so we, we're good. Yeah, Kenny has to go to the, doc to the doctor for his uh, annual checkup. There's nothing wrong. I just got to go do <laughs> the yearly. All the all you dudes out there. Yes, tell them. Go to, go to your doctor. Tell them, Kenny. Okay? 
go to your dentist too, because I know y'all be out here with that yuck mouth. Facts. But go to go go to your doctor too, because it's very important. And I'm not saying it just because I turned 40. But no, go to the doctor, man. It's good to get checked out. Make sure everything is good on you. Make sure everything is still working, because there's gonna be some things on you that you're gonna want to work, and it might not be working no more if you don't go to the doctor and get checked out. Exactly. Also, and I'm and along with that, eat healthy exercise i've been on my shit kenny been on his shit yes we're we yes. trying to get right i got a uh, train i got my trainer off twitter he's dope as fuck so you can find a you can find a trainer anywhere so just get ain't no excuses ain't no excuses get 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 let's let's make it happen if you guys need some encouragement and motivation y'all got my twitter hit me up get us up on champagne sharks at champagne sharks on twitter <laughs> <laughs> simple super super simple you know where to find us all right you guys thank you so much for joining us hope you enjoyed the conversation and look forward to more All right, holla.